so glad you've joined us on the ERLC podcast to explore how the Bible addresses important cultural issues pertaining to life, religious liberty, marriage and family, and human dignity, and how we can walk in wisdom for God's glory and for the flourishing of our neighbors. If you're enjoying this podcast and find it helpful, please leave a review wherever you listen. This will help more people find and benefit from what we're learning together. We are grateful for the time you take to join us for these conversations. Welcome to the ERLC Podcast. Today we'll hear about adoption from Sharon Ford of Focus on the Family. You're crying out to God for help. You're asking Him, God, send me help and send it now. And then you say, okay, I I, I can pray my way through this. I can stand on the scriptures. God, you said in your word, so a man thinketh, so is he in Psalms 23, verse 7. Okay, so I'm going to think of on the things above and and not on the things of this earth. I'm going to believe, God, that you're going to send me out. God, you said I'm more than a conqueror, and I am a conqueror. I am an overcomer, Father God, according to Romans 8 and 37 said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God, bring me strength. Adoption is incredible and a beautiful picture of the gospel, yet it can come with some significant challenges. Sharon Ford, an expert in foster care and adoption at Focus on the Family, shares about this in her talk, Are You Mentally Healthy Enough? Preparing for Adoption's Hardships. We hope you're challenged by this message. So we're going to start with the end in mind today. Me and the devil, we had a tussle, but I won. Me and the devil, we had a tussle, but I won. Me and the devil, we can't agree. I hate the devil and he hates me. Me and the devil, we had a tussle, but I won. So that's the end of the story. What if I told you? That when the worker selected your family to be the family for that child or for that sibling group, that they knew that there would be a battle raging in your household. They knew it. I've worked some 30 years in state government and read a lot of home studies over the years. And I can tell you that there are things that the agency knows about a child And there are lots of things that the agency doesn't know about a child. And so the battles that happen in families' home, it's not about if the battle is going to happen. It's about when. Today I'd like to suggest that the title that uh, we're talking about, Are You Mentally Healthy Enough? Are you prepared for the adoption hardship? that it begs the question about your mental stability, your mental stamina, and the things that trigger you. 
and questions are always raging in your mind. Did I tell you that adoption is like a marriage? A marriage for the good times and the challenging times, in wealth and in need, in health and in sickness, until death do us part. That there are many times when you'll need to access a counselor, a therapist, or other types of resources to keep your family together. Seeking out services for you, for your marriage, and yes, for your children. Did I tell you that the training that you underwent in preparing for your adoption was necessary? That the home study that you engaged in was established as a way to replicate that courting period, that engagement period, when you were thinking about getting married? It is a time of preparing you to adopt. And as you shopped for your wedding dress, as you shopped for his tuxedo, as he looked for the rings, as, he, as you looked at the home you might buy, that that was all preparation for a marriage that you would have for a lifetime. The preparing to adopt is about a lifetime too. You're shopping for the right school, you're shopping for the right church, you're shopping for the right neighborhood where you want to raise your children. A time of preparation. A time of ensuring that your children are identified with you and you are identified with them. In adoption, we find the need to continue to build those resources. Are you building resources along the way in your marriage when you've adopted? Are you identifying the right people to align with you, to support you? Because that's what we want to do when we see that you're thinking about adopting. When we're looking at that home study, I, I look at the home study and I say, oh my goodness, they, they have all these resources, all these people in their cheering corner. They've got their mother-in-law and their father-in-law. They've got their church. They've got all these people who are going to wrap love and supportive services around them. That's why I chose you to be the family for that child. But I knew that a battle would soon rage. Remember, it's not about if it's about when do you remember the scriptures that you stood on when you were preparing to wed the things that reminded you about whose you are and that the purpose in your marriage do you remember the prayers you prayed as you prepared to walk down the aisle how about the prayers you prayed when you were waiting to be a mom waiting to be a dad. The scriptures that you stood on, the scriptures that encouraged you along the way because you had to wait to get those children. You might have waited nine months. You might have waited a year. You might have waited five years to get to the children that you welcomed home. And as you waited, you stood and people stood with you. Oh, those were the happy times. Those were the good times. When you, 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 you question God in a different way. God, what, will my children love me? God, can I, will I give them the kind of love that they need? God, can I support them the way they need to be supported? Hmm. But parenting children, children with trauma histories, takes a toll on you. Did I tell you that there would be days that you would question, am I sane? 
Okay, you, you don't have that conversation out loud with anybody. You only have it with yourself in your prayer time, just between you and God. Because if those words would come out of your mouth, would somebody think that maybe you shouldn't be parenting at all? <laughs> did I tell you that you might ask God, why did I do this? And God spoke back, because I called you to it. Oh, oh God, that's hard. God, do you know that I'm struggling right here and now? God, do you know that there's nobody who understands what I'm going through? God, I feel so alone. Because, see, there is a battle going on, and the battle is for your mind. You know, the enemy doesn't know any new tricks. He only knows the old tricks, but he knows them oh so well. When you're alone, when you're feeling the most isolated, you're in that boat all by yourself. You say, well, my spouse is in the boat with me, but he's on one end of the boat, and you're on the other end of the boat, and you're alone And sometimes you might feel like you don't have enough energy to row to the other side. You're alone. One of the things I know about families who get to that state of mind where that battle is raging for them is they want people to be there with them. Oh, okay, maybe they were with you in year one. Maybe they were with you in year three. Maybe they were with you in year five. But here we are in year seven. Oh my God, we're here in year ten. And it feels like we're so alone. We're all by ourselves. That's our new state of reality. And God, did you really call me to this? God, my mind feels like it's exploding as my heart pours out to my kids. You're crying out to God for help. You're asking him, God, send me help and send it now. And then you say, okay, I I, I can pray my way through this. I can stand on the scriptures. God, you said in your word, so a man thinketh, so is he in Psalms 23, verse 7. Okay, so I'm going to think of on the things above and and not on the things of this earth. I'm going to believe, God, that you're going to send me out. God, you said I'm more than a conqueror and I am a conqueror. I am an overcomer, Father God, according to Romans 8 and 37 said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God, bring me strength. And he says that I'm greater, greater because he's in me than the things that are going on in my world right now, according to 1 John 4 and 4. Because see, the enemy is doing his job. He's battling for my mind. And he's battling. He's ripped away all the resources that I thought were there. My friends have moved away. My, my parents have gotten too old to be able to help me. God, where's my help? But I serve a God of hope. He says that he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. So God, I thank you for sending me hope today. Because you reached down in the waters in the depth of my drowning, Father, and you picked me up out of the water. I'm not drowning anymore. You did hear me when I cried out. You are sending me help. God, I'm believing in you. You're reaching into my life, Father God, and you're taking and quieting the storm that's raging in my head. God, where's the church? You, you said the church was the answer. 
So, so where's the church in my life? You said that the church is the, are your hands and feet. And so, God, I'm, I'm trusting for your hands and the, your feet to come and take action and be there with me and for me. Not just for me, for my marriage, for my children, God. Because that battle is raging. Many of the families are in survival mode and they don't know if the ship is going to turn over and everybody's going to drown. Mama's crying out, Lord, save my children. Daddy's crying out, Lord, save my marriage. And the children are crying out, Lord, save us. But the war is raging in their homes. But I serve a God of possibilities. Did I tell you that the church is the answer? And just like there aren't cookie-cutter churches, there aren't cookie-cutter answers. And each family battling in a different way needs a team, a team that will come alongside them and get in the boat with them, surround their boats, their little boats, and be there with them. Because serving a family who's having um, difficulties, who are, are that battle is raging in their home, it's kind of messy. It's not clean. It's not nice. It's not sweet. There's not that cinnamon fragrance going on in their home. There's other kind of fragrances going on there, but not cinnamon. But they need you to come alongside them, to help them with their mess, to help love them in spite of themselves. Did I tell you that sometimes adoption is a hardship? And yes, there's sometimes it's because there's that physical hardship that's going on, and other times it's that mental hardship. How do you parent a child who's schizophrenic? How do you parent a child who's bipolar? And keep your sanity. Question yourself, not doubt yourself, and not doubt God. You do it with the church walking alongside you, serving you, loving you, helping you, supporting you. See, I believe it takes a real team. And yes, that tactical team. Those folks who come in strong and mighty like an army to love you, to support you, to care with, for you and with you. A team, a team that the church develops. But see, let's go back to the beginning in mind. Okay, when you're thinking about adopting, oh, who's going to be there to support you for the long haul? What will they look like? What kind of, what kind of resources will they bring to serve you? <clears throat> Remember that wedding? You wanted to know who was going to be in your wedding, who was going to stand up for you. Well, who's standing up for you today? This is a marriage. It is a wedding. There's the bride, there's the groom, and there's the children, all in the image of God. But who's walking alongside you for the long haul? Remember I told you that me and the devil, we had a tussle. We won. We won because the church came in and loved on my family. They came in without judgment, without all the, the stresses that would be added to my life. They came in and said, here's a, here's a casserole. In fact, here's a week's worth of casserole. Oh, oh here's the lawn. I'm, I'm bringing my lawnmower. Oh, okay, I'm taking the kids. Oh, okay, you go to bed. I've got the kids this weekend. They're coming in and serving you so that the battle that's been raging for in your mind can be quiet. The church is the answer.
God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit will be there through the church and be the hands and feet that you need them to be. And when the church brings in not just one boat, but two boats, three boats, coming in not just for the first round, but the second time and the tenth time and the one hundredth time that you need help, that the church will row alongside families, row with families, and yes, sometimes get in the boat with the family so that they can not just survive, but thrive a battle for the mind thank you thanks for joining us on the ERLC podcast to subscribe visit ERLC.com and listen in next week as we learn about another pressing cultural issue